On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Golden State Warriors in Dirk Nowitzki's Jersey Retirement Night. Isaac and I were both there in person. We'll tell you everything you need to know. Do we even care about the game? The game doesn't even matter. Actually, it does. It's a good game. But this is Dirk's night. We'll talk about that. Number 41, the big German, and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, whoo, man. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now with our new swag. Swag. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the Dirk Diggler dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got you a new jacket Ooh, with some, with some swag. With some swag. Speaking of cha-ching, I walked in the door and uh, told my wife how much I spent. So, <laughs> cha-ching. <laughs> this might be the last uh, podcast uh, it's been good. No, you got to keep been, it up. You got to keep been, getting paid so you can pay off. Your- it's been a good ride, guys. So uh love you all. And uh <laughs> but no, uh man, tonight um you know, we're, we'll talk a little bit about the game, but tonight was about the the greatest player in franchise history mm. and one of the best NBA players of all time that's ever graced the court, changed the game, even better human being. Um got a little misty, a little misty in the arena tonight and uh a night that you'll never forget in uh you can't you don't say that very often and for any team that you say hey this will be a night we'll you know we'll never forget in franchise history and tonight was one of those nights adam silver was there and we'll, we'll go through everything we'll tell you guys the whole thing but what stood out to me was adam silver was there and he got up and he said you know i've been to a lot of jersey retirements but i've never been to a jersey retirement like this and it felt different, and it needed to feel different, right? Dirk is that kind of a player for because this franchise. Because he's built different. <laughs> we got to see the statue unveiling. We got to see, uh, or at least the model of the statue. Obviously, the jersey was retired. A lot of the 2011 championship team was back. That was sort of a mini reunion for those guys. And they had a full orchestra. They had drumline. They had, you know, it all set up with, you know, chairs on the court and all that kind of stuff. They had a, several video presentations with players throughout Dirk's life. They had a little mini documentary about 2011 championship run. Like they had all this stuff going on. Obviously, before the game, they have this museum of Dirk paraphernalia and uh, and stuff all over the the concourse. They had uh, paraphernalia. What did I? <laughs> I'm gonna they go with memorabilia. Memor- no paraphernalia. That's a word. Yeah. They had all this. They had all this stuff all over the place. They were giving away Dirk bobbleheads. They had all this new Dirk merchandise that you see uh, if you're watching on YouTube. They had these Dirk towels that you see on my shelf. Uh, they had all these things. They had commemorative tickets. They had NFTs because Mark Cuban was there. They had all kinds of things for Dirk, and it was all warranted, right? Like in the in the video tribute, Steve Nash said, "You know, they they did the the street named after you. They got the silhouette on the court. They're retiring your jersey, like." It's just all a little bit too much and just kind of ribbing his his friend Dirk, obviously. Yeah. It's not though, right? Like there are certain people that are worth celebrating, right? Especially in this in this day and age. Can I go down that route for us for a second here? In this day and age, when people get canceled all the time, right? Like, and you just can't 
enjoy their work anymore or celebrate their work anymore because of of things that they've done and they've they've compromised our uh, our ability to to appreciate their work. I think at least that's how I feel as a consumer of you know people's work, different comedians and and musicians and artists and people that I've I've followed. Of all of a sudden they all of a sudden get canceled and Dirk is not one of those people, right? Like, and it's, it's so important to celebrate the people that were good people, right? And that were who they say they were and that stood the test of time. Our, our you know, our friend Scott Tomlin, Mavs PR has been on the show before in the video tribute said the best thing about Dirk is that he did not change throughout all these accolades, yeah. all the accomplishments, all the honors he's going to get. He did not change as a person. You know, he's the only NBA player that's ever played 21 seasons with one franchise. So if we're talking about the uniqueness of a Jersey retirement, um, there's that he's the only one to ever do that. So if you're going to talk about what franchise to, you know, honor a player in more, you know, then uh, I started thinking through it and I was like, Bill Russell, it's like Kobe was, was real different, but you start thinking through it and there's just not many players that mean more to a specific franchise than Dirk, especially considering the history the Mavs had before Dirk, which was, was not, great and was not long right like there yeah. wasn't, there's not much without Dirk yeah so I mean he helped bring you know the one title you know to the franchise 21 seasons like we said all the stuff off the court you know he literally when you look at the game of basketball it, there's only you know there's only a certain you know elite group of players that you can look at and say you changed the game like you literally changed the game of basketball and he did. He did, especially for big men, but also internationally. You know, one of those, you know, videos, you know, shown tonight was was all these players or all these people. Some of them were players that meant a lot to him. And, you know, almost all of them were in the building tonight, even a couple of them that I, I'm not that familiar with when it comes to FIBA and international basketball. And one of the the gentlemen in the uh, in the video actually was there tonight, flew in from Sweden, but he talked about it. And I thought it was a very uh, particular moment of that video. And he's like, hey, in the 90s, we would hear, you know, in America, people want to be like Mike. And then Dirk came and international players want to be like Dirk. And that was, I think, a telling sign of it that we talk. I think Bob Sturm said, <clears throat> said this, too, uh, that so much of is is talked about with Dirk, about how nice of a guy is and how amazing of a person he is. I mean, we've seen all the community stuff and I don't it's I feel bad even like, you know, glossing over it. Uh, I feel like Han Solo in The Force Awakens. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it, just right? it, like, <laughs> every bit of it, you know, visiting hospitals. There's so much stuff that we don't even know. I would hear stories about Dirk that's like, hey, they don't even want this to get out into the, you know, to, <laughs> to the media. They don't want this to get out. Brad Townsend's story about Dirk visiting kids in the hospital. That was like a semi-secret thing that he just didn't tell people yeah. that he did all the time. We knew, I guess we knew that he went out there, but not how often and, and all this. That was a huge story that came out when Dirk was retiring and it, it's just the way he is. Yeah. So like you, we hear about that part of Dirk so much that sometimes I think it does. And I'm copying from Bob Sturm on this. Sometimes I think it does get overlooked just how good and how important of a player he was to the history of the league. I mean, six all time scorer in the league. So when you look at a, you know, a Jersey retirement that should be the most over the top, the most dramatic, the most, you know, just per, you know, produced amazing type of Jersey retirement. It is for this man, for both on the court, off the court, for his impact to history, for 21 season one franchise, and all everything wrapped up into one. Dirk deserves this and more. 
Oh, absolutely. It, and it was an incredible night, right? There, there's so many different things, and Isaac and I will, will start reminiscing and go through all of our different moments. But uh, it was, it was, it honored Dirk, right? And I think the Mavericks did right by Dirk. And I think that, uh, man, it, it did. It got me emotional too because you start thinking about, man, this is a guy that is is a role model for me as a person, as a you know, a, yeah. a young boy like growing up and watching basketball and seeing. Honestly, a guy that, that looks like me, it's German. My last name is German. Like you, you, you make that connection, and you're like, man, this guy is is going out and he's competing with the best of the best. We we've read read and seen a lot of great stories over the last week from you know Mark Stein, Mark Followell, uh, Bob, or, uh, Brian Damaris shared some good stories on the broadcast on Valley Sports broadcast. Tim Cato wrote a story, and uh, man, th- there's so many so much great stuff about Dirk. But the competitor that he was was uh, was something that stood out to me as well. Just the you know, I'm not done kicking your ass yet when talking about Kevin Kevin Garnett yeah. and that Tim Cato story. And, like, there's just some incredible stuff and in how much of a competitor he was. He apologized to his teammates today as he was doing his kind of speech uh, and accepting the, the jersey retirement. He said, I apologize if I was rough on the court. But I don't think anybody, like, accepts that apology because they don't think that it's – they don't think it's needed, right, <laughs> yeah, because he was just yeah. being competitive. And so – it was absolutely wild. Coming up, let's get into everything that we witnessed and experienced in the night. So if you weren't there, we're going to give you our firsthand experience, tell you everything you need to know. And then, of course, we'll get into the game about, um, you know, Luca and the, and the Mavs took down the Warriors, held the Warriors to their lowest scoring game of the entire season. And the Warriors were largely healthy besides Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. So let's get into that later. But first, let me tell you about Shopify. Shopify is a way for you to save uh, some money for your business, especially if you want to buy some Dirk <laughs> memorabilia like we did tonight. Um, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. So go check out Shopify right now. Millions of businesses are powered by Shopify from first sale to full scale. They have everything you can need. Go to shopify.com slash NBA. That's all lowercase for a free 14-day trial to check it out and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. If you have a small business, go check out Shopify right now. Just go see what it is. It's a free trial for 14 days. That's a long time for you to check out all the different features and things that you can get from Shopify. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Check it out. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Dirk Nowitzki's jersey was retired it was an incredible night. Let's start from the beginning, right? Let's start from when we first walked in. You and I, we drove there together. You were gracious enough to uh, to, to drive me, <laughs> to drive me there. And we show up and we walk into the concourse. We start we, even before we start seeing people around the building. There's an energy. There's just a, a, a there's a palpable energy in the building of like this is different. There's more people that showed up early to this game than no, any yeah. game I've seen in years, probably maybe Dirk's retirement game. They were there. They were getting bobbleheads. There was stuff in the concourse. We walked around the, the concourse and saw all the all the things that they had out there. It was Dirk's, uh, you know, championship ring, the trophies, the uh, the all star rings. I didn't even know that the guys got all star rings, but Dirk had all these all star rings out there. They were really cool to look at. He had this whole case of shoes that all had oh, little things yeah. written on it. That was that was right down your neck of the woods. It had all these little things written on it, like game, you know, game six of the finals, and it had. You know these different things, and uh, man, it was it was walking through just you just these memories just flood back. Anything stand out in that museum when we first walked in? 
Uh, well, he loves hyper dunks. Uh, that was his. <laughs> that was his shoe there for. Even think Nike. Shout out to Nike. Uh, made his. Uh, yeah. His. Uh, Jersey retirement speech there, but <clears throat> no, it was just really cool. I I thought it was. Uh, you know, they had the, the, the trophies on display for people to see the MVP trophy. And, you know, I went down uh, to concourse right before tip off and just walked around the amount of people that were just, you know, we don't get to see those things very often. right? I mean, so people be able to see these things up close and in person. A lot of this stuff was just at Dirk's house. <laughs> like yeah. Dirk just Dirk just had it, and he said that he had to you know, dig through and try and find some of this stuff. And he's like, "Oh, I had this tucked away somewhere." And we're like, "We would we would like to see it, please. Like like please put it on display." And so it was really cool to see all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, we just enjoyed that. You know, we uh, walked around. This was probably about forty five minutes before the doors open, and just you know walked it to the arena a little bit, lower bowl, seen you know the commemorative tickets that were you know for all the fans in the arena, little towels and. Um, you know, we, we struck gold a little bit on the, uh, finding a, uh, oh, there's the, there's the ticket right there's there. The ticket. Fin- I got it on YouTube. If you guys are watching right now, uh, finding a, a, you know, a shop that was open for, we, you know, we both wanted to get some gear tonight to honor Dirk <laughs> and, and everything. Uh, but you know, then, then it was just a mat- <clears throat> matter of going to this game because it was such a weird vibe. We'll talk about the game in the third, you know, the third segment, but it was like, all right. Best team in the league. I know we've been playing well, but the whole vibe felt like, let's just get to this end. Like, you know, there's not many games you go to and you're like, all right, can I just fast forward the game? And <laughs> especially at- a game against an opponent like the Warriors with Steph Curry and a team that you're like, okay, well, come on, let's go. And it was a tight contested game for most of it. And yeah, but I yeah. just wanted to fast forward it too. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about the game in a second. So the game ends and then it's like the waiting period. It's about 10 minutes you know, there for the ceremony start and they start setting out all these chairs <laughs> and they set out like music stands. And I leaned over to Bobby Crowell and I'm like, are they bringing out a freaking orchestra? <laughs> like, is there a, and the man and, said, yes, we are hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. They, they rolled out the Dallas symphony orchestra, you know, for, you know, for this thing. And they pumped a lot of fog into, uh, into the lower bowl. Did they ever stop pumping this? fog? I don't think they did. <laughs> Yeah, and I was kind of worried for people in the lower bowl. I'm like, dude, if I I would be pissed if I couldn't like see stuff <laughs> or hear of- because it was loud. We could hear them all the way up in the press box. How loud how loud those were. Yeah, so they set the seats out. Obviously, you know, Dirk and his kids and his wife and Holger and then a lot of the, you know, 2011. You his know, kids was there. notable. We we do not see his kids very often. I thought it was really notable that yeah. his kids w- were around and were here for this. And his kids are young, right? They're like elementary school age and so yeah. uh to see those kids and to to witness this, you have to just like what could they possibly think, right? You hear a lot of of they, they looked like they were ready for bed. And I don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> I was gonna say it's true, but you think about. I hear a lot from you know uh, actors and actresses and famous people on late night shows. They're like, oh, my kids don't care what I do or what I am. They're, they're, I'm just dad or I'm just mom, you know. And yeah, uh, I wonder if Dirk's kids are the same way with it. Like, oh, well, they are so on. young so that it's it's going to be fascinating when they start to get older. Yeah. And they really start to, ha- you know, get like into sport or at least like be able to comprehend. I mean, they, they can now, but as they get older, and they really know just how good dad was. So looking at YouTube highlights. And, yeah. And they uh, talk to the right people and stuff. But OK, I want to ask you this, because this was my only thing about the ceremony. We'll get into the trophy and stuff. My only thing about the ceremony, if we just want to nitpick, is I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was a little bit too. This is the only negative thing I'll say. A little bit too 2011 finals heavy for me. It it like swayed back and forth of 
hey, is this a reunion for the finals or is this a Dirk celebration thing? And that that's my only I just want to get that out of the way. And that was my only thing. Yeah, I have a theory on that. And one of my theories is that the the Mavs didn't get to do a 2011 10-year reunion. They meant Dirk even mentioned that on um, you know in his you know acceptance speech. Like, what is it an acceptance speech? It's like a you know his his thank you like what do we call that thing? That I accept said? this banner. Yeah, I know. Like, I accept that you're putting this in the Raptors. So they didn't get to do that. And so there's a little bit of that. And then also you had the guys there. And I think also I think it was memorable for Dirk because it's the biggest accomplishment in his career. And so to to bring back those memories, to play this mini documentary, the mini documentary, I thought we, we talked about this later, was that uh, it was it was about everybody. And it wasn't just yeah. Dirk. Like it wasn't just Dirk clips every single shot. And I think that that I think that would mean a lot to Dirk because it wasn't just him. He kept he kept saying several times this week t- tonight and you know the last couple of days, uh, I tried to not be bigger than anyone take a bit to be a bigger piece than anyone else. Right. I tried to be a team player. Holger mentioned that he was a team player, even from an early age, he didn't care about his own stats. And so I think pushing that big team accomplishment as a big deal in this ceremony would have been meaningful to Dirk. That's just my guess. Yeah. That's my theory. Um, and he's yeah, such a, as he's a, such as a, a team player wa- as, as a fan watching it. You're like, this is this is not all Dirk, but but yeah, you, yeah, like, like just showing the missed shots against the Heat and like LeBron dunking, like all these. High, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't. Get oh, this, that was what it was. LeBron, they showed a LeBron dunking highlight, and you were like, I'm out. This is I'm completely like, taking me out. It's sets ruined, me off. It's ruined the moment for you. <laughs> now here, here's my thing. When one, I'm a sucker for athletes in like in long marriages that you know that like to honor their spouse in mm. either way. You know the. And so I, I love the Jessica part with him and when he's talking about his family. But man, nothing gets me more like nothing gets me more like misty eyed and like in my feelings and feeling something is when him and freaking Holger, man, like their relationship and him being there, he's dressed up. He didn't have the, you know, the brown coat jeans with boots on like he always does. And when Dirk looked at him, man, and said, you know, at the end of his little tribute to to Holger of like tonight and this is just as much about you than me. Like mm. I man, I felt that. Like that that was the most like Am I feeling something right now? Like Is it dusty it, in here? Is, is know, it the smoke? Started, is there the smoke going on? It. I started feeling it. And oh my gosh. I, I just th- their interactions get me every time. It just it weirdly gets me emotional. That relationship matters a lot, right? That's a little bit of a father figure. That's a little bit of a you know, Mr. Miyagi kind of, kind of thing. Like, actually, it is Mr. Miyagi, right? Like, that's exactly what the, what it is. But, but it's it's someone that was there with him. That was that was that was there through the entire thing. That the summer in Australia, like all that kind of stuff. He was there working and and trying new things and being you know out there. And it was what made Dirk Dirk, right? He was he was able to do the things that he did because of Holger, and he he credits him. And it was yeah, it was an incredible night. It was an incredible moment to be there there's lasers there was confetti there was yeah. uh you know luca was, was on instagram live during it sterling brown instagram <laughs> live great. during it all the mavs players were on the side there he had some warriors were out watching it yeah some warriors are out watching it. uh we saw so from the 2011 title team jason kidd was obviously there dirk was obviously there tyson was obviously there he's working with the mavs now uh, karam butler came back you had jan mahimni come back you had Brian Cardinal, the custodian there. You had J.J. Barea obviously come back. And uh, sitting next to Jan Mahimi during the game was Tony Parker. And you're like, 
And, and Tony Parker was nowhere to be found the rest of the time. He was just, oh, Sean Marion was there. But yeah, Tony, yeah. I found Tony Parker kind of interesting. He was just there hanging out and he wasn't part of the ceremony. Or Yeah. And well, I saw a Brad Townsend tweet. I didn't know this. There was, you know, one, I heard a crazy amount of number of tickets that Dirk had for tonight to, to invite people. Oh, I bet. It was an ungodly amount. But Brad Townsend tweeted out a, a small group of people that he knows that Dirk invited tonight. And Tony Parker was on that list. It was like mm. Tony Parker, um, you know, Avery Johnson, a couple of people, I think uh, Roger Saubach and stuff. And But anyway, uh, some other people, you know, like you said, Tony Parker, Chandler Parsons was there. I tweeted out a For a little bit. <laughs> CD CD Lamb, Amari <laughs> Cooper, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Matthew Stafford's friend, and they played together. Did you know that? It was funny because I tweeted out a list of people that were there that I'd seen. I saw Charlie V in the concourse. He's just like chilling, like, "Hey, I'll take pictures with anybody." Charlie V's always. I feel like Charlie V has season tickets. I feel yeah. like I see him a lot at Mavs games. I think he, yeah. But I tweeted out just Parsons was there, and then there's a handful of people like, "What? Michael Parsons is there? He's got COVID." He what? was there. The, he was there the, the game before. I'm like Chandler Parsons, guys. Michael Parsons was there the last game on on Monday against the, you know. Yeah, but it was really cool seeing everybody there. Real quick, I just want to ask you thoughts on the statue. I know there's some people. I know. I'm assuming some people have some thoughts on the statue, but uh, the statue was interesting. So, so Mark Cuban unveiled a uh, miniature version of it, and he he said it's going to be in front of this stadium and the next stadium and the next stadium. And I was like, okay, that doesn't, I don't know if that hits as hard as one championship, two championship, like what he was trying to do. I don't think Mark so, will be alive for three stadiums from now. You don't three know st- where you don't know where crypto's going. <laughs> We, so the the statue was is obviously the one legged fade, and then it has a basketball with two other basketballs coming out of it, sort of imitating the 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 arc of a shot. And it it looks pretty it looks pretty interesting. It has the base of it is like um, layers of like a book. If you were like flipping the pages, almost is what Dirk's standing on. And so you you have that the the three basketballs is the one that throws me off, but. Uh, they said that Dirk I, yeah. had some that Dirk had some say in it, and so they. Here's my uh, thing. He said at his, you know, the press conference before this game it was the day before. He said that he had met, you know, with an artist in Chicago with the sculptor. Yeah, yeah, with the sculptor, and he even said, "Hey, you know, it's going to be different." And so I took the different as, "Oh, it's not going to be the one leg of fade. Like it's going to be something else." I'm like, well, "That'd be very interesting." Still the fade, but I see what he means now about being different. I don't mind it too much. It's very, I think I had more of an issue of like, are they going to put like, like colors on it? You know, it had like a white, you know, Mavs jersey on it and stuff, but it's silver too. The the statue was silver and the base was like bronze looking. Yeah. I think I actually think it looks really cool. And I I mean, everybody's going to take their picture with it. So three, three balls or not. I don't care. It's, as long it's as it doesn't look like Cristiano Ronaldo's, right? As yes. Long, as long as it yes. doesn't look like that. All right, coming up, let's get into this game. We got some time. Let's talk about the Mavericks. The, the, their biggest we time. We got something to eat. We got time. <laughs> their biggest win of the season. We'll have to talk about this. We'll probably have to talk about it a little bit tomorrow as well. But let's get into it quickly coming up. But before we do, let me tell you how to bet on some of these games. The NBA is crazy. Crazy things are happening. Freaking Lance Stevenson goes off for 20 points in six minutes. In the first quarter against the Nets, you never know what's going on. You have uh, this weekend, Dallas Cowboys versus Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys are seven and a half point favorite. Seven and a half with how bad that offense is playing without Micah Parsons. Mm. 
That's interesting to me. So if you feel strongly about that one, go bet on it on betonline.ag. You also have a bunch of other uh, NFL games going on this weekend. That Cowboys game is on Saturday. You have Sunday games as well. You have basketball games still going on. You have college basketball. You have all kinds of things. You can put some money down. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. So... In all the Dirk hoopla and honoring and all that, there was an actual game that went on. And uh, Worldwide Wob, I think, said this best. It was ballsy that the Mavericks planned for this game specifically for Dirk's jersey retirement because the Warriors were the best team in the NBA. They had the best record. They were playing the best. They were really healthy, except for Klay Thompson, who's coming back soon. And this team was just rolling. It's not a team that the Mavericks would normally play well against. And they scheduled it for this game. And... It was ballsy because it could have easily gone to where it was a 20-point Warriors win and the Mavericks, you know, Jamal Crawfording, like the Mavericks at the end when Jamal Crawford had 51 against uh, the Mavs in Dirk's retirement game. But the Mavs pulled out the win, 99-82, to and the Mavericks defense showed up in this game. Yeah, I think that's the biggest storyline. I mean, uh, you know, if you want to say the you know the Warriors just missed shots, you can say that because they did it's miss true. a lot of shots. I mean, at at the end of the first quarter, they were 0-6 from three. Uh, Steph had two points at the end of the first, and you're like, is this going to be one of those like weird games for Steph? It was a weird game for Steph. He they had did. two points at the end of the first half, right? Dang, um, he had five points at the end of the first half. Five okay. points. Yeah, I mean, he only finished with 14. He was one of nine from 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 three, five of 24, missed 19 shots in this game. And 10 of um, those points were like in a row in the third quarter. He went on a little run there and that was it. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway from this game is, you know, not only have the Mavericks won, you know, what, four games in a row here, mm-hmm. but, you know, Tim McMahon tweeted out after the game, this is five games in a row that they've held an opponent under 100 points. This is three games in a row they've held an opponent under 90 points. And I think the biggest takeaway is, is this Mavericks defense, like, for real? Like, you, we always talk about, hey, we want to see more. We want to see more. And right. they go against the best team in the league tonight, and they hold them to, you know, their season low. I, I think it's time for us to start thinking about this Mavericks team as, man, have they really turned the corner as a defensive team? And what what changed? Like, what is this? What is this roster doing? What are we seeing from this roster and this team defensively that that stands out? It's okay. Well, their their best defensive players are healthy. We've talked to, we've talked a little bit about this trio of the, the Mavs' best defensive players are Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Reggie Bullock. Those are like guys that can switch, guys that can defend the rim a little bit, guys that can get can defend out in space. Those are the three guys that can do a bunch of different things on the defensive end. And those guys are finally back and healthy, out of health and safety protocols, and all that. Those guys are also starting to hit their shots. Now, don't look at Maxi Kleba's <laughs> stats in this game about m- making shots, but those guys are also contributing on the offensive end. So it allows Jason Kidd to play those guys a little bit more. And then you throw in who are the replacements? You have Sterling Brown who gets some time and he can be switchy and, and move around. Dwight Powell has been playing some decent, you know, switchy defense. He can at least get out in space with some guys. Uh, he struggles at the rim, but he can he can do some of the other things that you need to do against a team like the Warriors that moves the ball around a lot, right? He doesn't have yeah. to just be planted at the rim and guys just driving at him over and over again. He's just going to run around a little bit. Um, you have guys like like you know like Tim Hardaway Jr. getting locked in. He's he's put on Steph Curry for a little for a little while there. He has to you know he can't stop paying attention during during defense or he can't get beat on defense. It's really up to them. And 
I credit Jason Kidd a little bit, right? This how well this team has been defending the way that they rotate out to shooters, the way that they uh, a lot of the, the Warriors' points I felt were late in shot in the shot clock where the Mavericks defended all the way up until like the last second, and then the Warriors would hit a shot and we'd be we'd be up in the press box like appalled, like oh what are they doing? They just defended so well until the very end, and it's because it seems like they're well coached. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they do deserve you know some credit there. You know, kidding the coaching staff for sure. You know, he ran a pretty tight rotation tonight outside the starters. You know, Reggie and Tim both played 25, 27 minutes. And then after that, Sterling played 14. And then you're looking at around like five minutes each for like Chris and, you know, and Josh Green. So uh, kind of a tight rotation. But, man, I just want to – I mean, I feel like this is a broken record. But I just want to praise Dorian Finney-Smith, man. Like this dude. dude – he becomes more and more valuable for this team. He's 30. He played 37 minutes tonight. He had 17 points. He four of seven from three. He guarded Steph uh, majority of the game. You know what? How much, how much you want to credit, you know, Dorian's length on Steph tonight to Steph, to Steph, just missing shots. I think it could be a combination of both for Steph's down game, but Dorian, Dorian at $4 million is one of the biggest <laughs> steals in the league. It absolutely is. It's it's incredible. And he hit four threes in this game, which were, were all pretty massive. And he also hit a couple – he hit two other shots. And they were both just like drives where he's not just a stand-in-the-corner-and-shoot guy on offense anymore. It, it really stands out how he's added that drive-and-finish game to his game. That is That's really stood out for him as well. It's something that, that makes him more dynamic, right? It adds an element yeah. to this offense that, that you can't just uh, stay – you can't just stay home on him, right, as a, as a shooter. So that was that was awesome. Uh, I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. hit some big shots. Brunson hit some big shots. Both of those guys in big moments. Like this was a a low scoring game. The Mavericks scored ninety nine points in this game. Luca had twenty six. Dorian had seventeen. And then fifteen points and fourteen points from Brunson and Hardaway Jr. respectively are big, right? And they were big buckets at times when the Mavericks yeah. needed to to spell themselves when when Luca was out of the game. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. plus eighteen in this game coming off the bench. So. Those those minutes were were good. The Mavericks went on big runs when he was out there on the What's board. what was Sterling's? Sterling was a plus twenty nine in those <laughs> minutes. Um, let's talk about Luca just for a second. I thought you know, he forced it a little bit in the second half. Um, Mavericks were way more ISO heavy, especially with Luca yeah. in this game. So we we just. Mavs last win we just talked about how they're trying to marry this offensive style of isolation with Luca and Brunson and then this ball movement that they played when Luca was out of the game out of the, the lineup for 10 days and they went straight back to Luca just isoing and was some of it posturing because he wanted to score a bunch in Dirk's Dirk's retirement game possibly was some of it because he thought he had a lot of mismatches against some of those yeah. You know, Golden State defenders one on one, and he did not because that team is well coached too, and that's a really good defense as well. They have Draymond that, that comes over and helps. Wig- like, Wiggins played him well a few times yeah. tonight too. Uh, I want to praise him in the sense that ten of twelve from the free throw line. Uh, that's yeah. really that's really really good for him. Um, and then you know I this is the you know the the end on the sour note here, but you know he tweaked his ankle there at the end. <laughs> this is two segments in a row you've done this. Really. We're going we're going downhill at the end of the well segment. well no I just want to you know I just wanted to mention it we don't know yeah, how bad it's right. going to be you know he's it, he had a limp after the game we were both you know watching with our binoculars you know him, <laughs> we were post game but um, you know he tweaked his right ankle I, I tweeted out a video of it we'll just see how how bad it is 
early in the game, Luca was also grabbing his left hamstring a lot. For like almost a full minute, he was like grabbing his hamstring and kind of like trying to massage it. He stayed in the game during that one. And then you mentioned his his ankle. Um, he was um he he in in uh he was going after Steph Curry in the open court. And when you go after Steph Curry in the open court, you have to just be like Gumby because he just could go in any direction because he's such a good ball handler. It's on a string for him. And so he uh, he twisted his ankle. It was kind of a non-contact. He said it, he was fine. He stayed in the game. He mentioned that afterwards. It's not the same leg that he's been dealing with the ankle and you know yeah, the knee injury. So that was really positive. I think Callie Kaplan reported that. Um, the other thing was that uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson is added now to the list of random players that Luca just has like this beef with. Adam, add it to like Patrick Beverly and and uh, Nick Claxton. And you like, understand Ter- Pat Terrence, Beverly's of the world, Terrence but, Man. But you know, Juan seems like a good guy for like everybody <laughs> who talks about it. And even him, like you know, he pissed Luca off by dunking, swinging, hitting. Luca points at him, comes down the floor. Luca pump fakes, gets him in the air, gets the foul, starts screaming, and Juan just like. He just accepts it. He just laughs and he's just like clapping, you know, I'm like, all right, if Lucas, but I'm like, Hey, I don't care if this, if this is like Lucas version of MJ making his list, if he just needs to create something with somebody to get pissed and, you know, play better or get the crowd. Honestly, it got the crowd into it. Like the crowd was kind of like bored in in this game. Like we we were talking about all game that is like, even the first quarter felt like the players were even like, all right, can we just get to this Jersey retirement that it just felt like everything was in slow-mo felt like the crowd was just kind of like, all right. Yeah. All right. We'll just, we're here. Cool game. Let's get to the ceremony type thing. It to me felt like, and I was waiting for this too, that they were just waiting for the warriors to go on a run. We were just, they were waiting for the warriors to be the warriors. And there's obviously a lot of warriors fans there too, because uh, they always come out in droves. There's less than normal though, which was, was what I liked. Good. I, I was glad, but uh, there's a stretch in the third quarter. I thought was just massive. Um, the Mavericks went into the, the Mavericks went into halftime with a 50 to 39 lead. Like it just felt like the Mavericks really took control of the game. And then out, coming out of halftime, the Warriors just turned back into the Warriors. It was like Cinderella, you know, the, the reverse of Cinderella. They turned from pumpkins back into like a carriage, right? It just felt like yeah. they, they did that coming out of halftime. The Mavericks just looked stagnant. They weren't getting anything done. And the Warriors played their offense. They won a 15 to six run to start the third quarter. They t- they took the lead with about seven minutes left in the third quarter. The Warriors had started to blitz Luca and uh, and double team him and trap him and do all that stuff that we're used to seeing. They didn't have Porzingis. They didn't have uh, you know playmakers. So um, Kid decided to take out Dwight Powell and put in Tim Hardaway Jr. And they went a little small. They went small with with Maxi at the five with. Dorian, Tim Hardaway Jr., Luca. I think Brunson was out there as well. He even went smaller in the fourth at one point, point yeah. when he took Maxi out and put Dorian at the five. And went real small at times because they needed some more movement. They needed some more playmaking. They needed some more passing. And then uh, the Mavericks ended up you know, clawing back and taking back the lead at the end of that third quarter. Uh, so they were playing way better defense at that point. And they just responded really, really well. And I, I thought that was a great sign for this Mavericks team, right? To, to respond like that in a game against the Warriors who – all right, coming out of halftime, all right, everything changed. The momentum just completely stripped from the Mavericks. Their their lead that they were kind of milking was gone, and they were able to pull out the win in this one. I thought that was it was a real good sign of maturity for this Mavericks team. I mean, I mean, you look at some of the best you know wins in the league. I think they went into this game. I saw the stat. I could have seen the stat wrong, but they were one in nine, or maybe one in ten against top ten teams in the league. And you know, you host the 
uh, the best team in the league right now, and you beat them. And so this is arguably their best win of the season. It's four in a row. They go for five, you know, this coming Friday uh, here in a few days. Tomorrow. Would you argue is a better win than this one? Like the, we were trying to figure out who was the top 10 team at the time that the Mavs beat, and it was either the Clippers or the Nuggets. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is the best win. I mean, I get, yeah, I mean, I guess it is the best win. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Mavs' best win of the season, I think. And it came at an incredible. On the best night of the season. Came at an incredible night when Isaac's wearing a, a gold jacket. <laughs> you got to love it. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs, making us your first listen every single day. Now, go listen to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Also, listen to me and your boy Big Dave on the Locked On NBA podcast tonight. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom! Dirt forever, baby.